0: You're tuned in to the Morning Drive Podcast from Double t 973 recapping the night that was in the world of sports.
1: That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And Remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though.
0: And also bringing some humor to your day.
2: I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me.
0: Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T
2: 97.3 mobile app. Hey, good morning. We are uh, counting it down to kickoff today as uh, we come to you from uh, Lubbock this morning and Houston. with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines and uh, look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. If you uh, have a score prediction, a thought, a comment on... uh, the matchup, or uh, anything sports-related, you can hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark Hotline is open as well at uh, 806-771-0973. Uh, Jamie yep. G? Chuck, we are,
1: we are counting it down to mm-hmm. kickoff, and before the last break, you, you said some 12 hours from now we'll have kickoff, and by some 12, you meant 14. Yeah. So we just, let's remember it's not a six o'clock kickoff. Sure. But sure. eight o'clock.
2: Sure. Some, some 12 hours and plus two, plus, plus two. So, right. So, some <laughs> 14 hours. Right. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was thinking about my own bedtime, Jamie. I was just thinking about that. Just it's like- just, it's bit. going to be a, light,
1: a, a late night for a lot of folks tonight. Somebody on the chat line mentioned that he doesn't stay up to midnight for just anything. Right, And Red Raider football is right. one of the things that that is worthy of that. So, yeah, it's going to be a late night for Red Raider fans tonight.
2: Uh, Jay writes in this, uh, Life is great. Happy game day, Red Raider Nation. Football, basketball, baseball, and Lady Raider basketball look great. The Stars, Mavs, and Cowboys are winning, and the Rangers are signing dudes left and right. It feels like the movie A Wonderful Life. Boy, Jay's (laughs) glass is overfilling today. Meanwhile, Red Raider 2 Guns is at the other end of the spectrum. Chuck, I don't get excited about anything anymore. My meter is low on mercury. Man, we need to get him some spirit, don't we, Jamie? need to get the squad or the cheerleaders over to his house and say two bits four bits six bits a dollar all for the
1: raiders stand up and holler i think just a bottle of mountain dew probably would help
2: okay all
1: right yeah uh, that usually helps with me
2: are you uh are you doing the dew do this morning
1: <laughs> not yet no.
2: not yet okay you gotta you gotta get to pace yourself right
1: that's exactly right yeah exactly uh, right.
2: speaking of red raider basketball uh, the good guys put it on South Carolina State last night, Jamie 110 to 71. Outscored them 59 36 in the first half. And uh, Coach Adams wasn't happy about the finish of the first half, they allowed some points down the stretch. And then uh, in the second half, outscored them 51 to 35. Red Raiders, uh, with five and double figures, paced by Kevin O'Banner, he had 24. Daniel Baccio had 17. Davion Harmon had 14. Pop Isaacs had 14. And then 13 for Jalen Tyson. How about this? You went 14 of 28 from beyond the arc. That'll win you a lot of basketball games, 50%. And uh, 38 of 59 from the field. 19 field goals in each half uh, for the Red Raiders. And on your 38 made field goals, 26 assists, Jamie. That's good. It's a good number. Mm-hmm. These are all winning numbers, but I mean, you have to remember, you
3: played South Carolina yeah, State. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask, can you tell me the pulse of yeah. the team we
1: were playing because I don't think they one. had
3: one. Yeah. There was one.
1: Yeah, and they also <laughs> – I mean, I feel like this is like the third or fourth time we've said this this year, but they were without their leading score. Mm. <laughs> um, the only number that matters, Chuck, only number that matters in, is four. The four games – Four days until you play a real team.
2: Okay, right. <laughs>
1: okay, because no, I... I, I think it's great that your your offense is clicking. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's now three games in a row you scored over 100. Uh, it, it looks like, you know, on any given day, you have the ability to, to, to really shoot it well from behind the arc. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have those days. And uh, hopefully that, you know, comes in some big games or whatever. But you can't really rely on that a whole bunch. Um, but it does feel like your offense is flowing. Harmon's doing great things and, uh, with pushing the tempo and, and finishing in the transition. But it's, uh, again, it's just, man, I I have no idea what we have in this basketball team. And I would say the same thing about the Lady Raider team. Just no no idea what we have in these basketball teams because the level of competition is just nowhere near what we're going to start facing come Saturday. No, no doubt. Uh, And we're not the only team in the country that schedules this way. So I'm not trying to suggest that it's, it's just the way of, it's the way of the world. But you know, uh, the fact of the matter is you've played two decent teams and lost to both of those teams. And um, they may be better than decent teams when it's all said and done. We'll we'll see. But um, you are, but, but you are making bad teams look bad about two weeks ago you weren't doing that Mm -hmm. you were being challenged by those teams so uh, clearly you're playing much better basketball than you were two or three weeks ago
2: the uh the one one negative in addition to the team you were playing last night uh your free throw shooting was uh horrific 20 of 33 from the free throw line and i don't care who you're playing that that doesn't matter because i mean their free throw defense i mean they they line up on the line just like everybody else so i mean 60.6 percent from the free throw line last night for the red raiders that's the it's one little hitch in the giddy up all right i do think the um and and as far as the women were concerned they won last uh, yesterday afternoon uh 68 to 45 in mississippi valley state uh they're um well they, they were at least active uh, so I'd say they had a they had a pulse they had uh, three in double figures Lady Raiders had four in double figures including 12 from uh, Jasmine Shavers I think the big difference is is you know they're just trying to uh, trying to get back to a tournament on the women's side I mean they haven't been to postseason play since 2013 so you got 12 victories okay so you did what you're supposed to do with the exception of losing to Jackson State in the second uh, game of the season and for them, they're going to play a team that's uh, picked to win the conference on Saturday. Now, the one positive that you might have on this is Iowa State hasn't played a game in 13 days. So, do they come in with rust or do they come in full of vim and vigor? I, I can assure you this: their coach Bill Finley will have them ready to play.
1: And I would the, guess both.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know.
1: I guess they'll be real anxious to play, but at the same time, they'll be a little rusty, and you know, compared to what they normally are.
2: So, can you uh, can you take advantage of it? one thing that they did do better yesterday, Jamie, as far as the uh, the ladies are concerned, they took care of the basketball better. They just turned it over 13 times, uh, which, considering the last time out, they turned it over 22 times and looked, you know, a little sloppy in their 21-point victory. At least in this 23-point victory, they, uh, they, they took care of business a little bit better and spread it out. And they did this uh, yesterday without Bree Scott. She did not play. Uh, she uh, drove all night from Little Rock and... Uh, didn't arrive in Lubbock until eight thirty yesterday morning. So uh, she uh, sat on the pine yesterday and did not play. More of a precautionary reason. There wasn't any reason to play her uh, with her not getting any sleep and uh, not participating in shoot around. So it was I feel
1: the- like this. I feel like this is a big game for the Lady Raiders on Saturday. And what I mean by that, not not that you have to win it, mm-hmm. but you're getting people to buy into the program. You're seeing the wins. You're you're excited about the wins. You see that non-conference record and it's pretty and shiny and all that good stuff. Um looks like you're making progress, all the above. Um, if if you get beat badly at home by Iowa State, and I know as you mentioned, they're a good basketball team, I think that makes people think that non-conference record was, you know, not not really that shiny anymore. Mm-hmm. And so to me, if you're getting the fan and wanting to get the fan base to 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 buy in and to feel like, hey, this team's really making progress. I think you have to have a decent showing here. I'm not saying you have to win, but, yeah. man, you can't get beat by 25.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, think, I think you speak a lot of truth there. 624 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. This is Optimum Game Day Live coverage. We get you ready for Texas Tech and Ole Miss tonight. The kick at 8 right here on Double T 97.3.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Getting you ready for today's sports day.
2: You know, three of the first four games have been at home. So, you know, at some point in time, you're going to have to venture out outside the 806. So that'll be, that'll start this week.
1: While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Right, some media guy. Catch
0: the show live weekday mornings from
2: 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. The 28th day of December. Jamie, it's the final Wednesday of 2022. And with this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. Yep, sure is the last
3: Wednesday in December. Okay. 1944. Former Washington third baseman Buddy Lewis wins the Distinguished Flying Cross for his efforts in World War II. Okay. 1957. CBS states that it won't broadcast baseball where minor league games are on. I don't think they'd make that same concession today. A year later in 1958, the greatest game ever played. The Baltimore Colts won the 26th NFL championship game against the New York Giants. 23-17 at Yankee Stadium in the first ever sudden death overtime game in NFL history. 17 future Hall of Famers of the Pro Football Hall of Fame were involved in this game. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Might be one of the reasons this is the greatest game ever played. Right. Good job. 1975. In the aftermath of the Cold War, the New York Rangers became the first team in NHL history to face the touring Soviet hockey squad. The Soviet Army beat the Rangers seven to three at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, this was very interesting. The, you know, you just you just had these guys that. Uh,
2: You kind of felt like you were in war against, and all of a sudden they were coming over here to to play
3: hockey. You know, the Ruskies were invading you. Uh, We may have been distracted, though, on this day in 1975 from that because of this. 32 seconds left. And to back to make the for That's a Hail Mary. That is the Hail Mary. It is the Hail Mary. Not right? just A. That is the Roger. From Yeah. Um It's amazing to me listening to that how play by play has changed. Was that the television broadcast? That was the television broadcast. Okay. But still, how it has changed since that. <clears throat> I was watching it, that game. You, you would have heard. Staubach gets the snap, looking mm-hmm. back, good protection, and a deep throw, he's throwing to the right side. You'd heard all of that even on the TV call. Right. You get none of that there. I almost didn't mm-hmm. play it because you didn't know what was going on until sure. the very end. Sure, sure. But, you know, Hail Mary and Roger Staubach, Drew Pearson, and the Cowboys beat the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. Well, it's was just because it was
2: just so wild what happened there. You didn't expect it. That was at the old... Uh...
3: Uh, met there in Bloomington, Minnesota. 1990, the very first blockbuster bowl. Mm. Florida State beats Penn State 24 to 17.
1: There's a word from the past. No
3: doubt. (laughs) And in 2008, the Detroit Lions crashed to a 31 to 21 loss to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. They become the first team in NFL history to go winless in a 16 game season. Wow. Forrest Gump would love today because today is National Box of Chocolates Day. Mm. Happy birthday to John Legend who's 44. Maggie Smith is 88. Denzo Washington 68. Seth Meyers 49. And Adam Vinatieri is 50 today. I bet he could still kick in the I bet NFL. he can,
1: yeah. <laughs> I bet so.
3: And on this day in 1879, right fielder for one game, Moonlight Graham was born Ooh. for the Uni- uh, New York Giants, who inspired the novel uh, character in the, Shoeless Joe G- in the Shoeless Joe Jackson in the Oscar-nominated movie Field of Dreams. He did exist. He practiced medicine in Minnesota for 54 years and might have been just a history footnote, if not for the Field of Dreams, and had the author coming across a footnote in the baseball encyclopedia. Burt Lancaster played him as a doctor, an aspiring baseball player, but... Uh, and much like his movie character, never got in at-bat. In real life, Graham played three additional seasons in the minor leagues after his one major league game that he played in 1905. In the film, Graham played by Wiley is seen batting right-handed, but in fact, he was a lefty. And that is this day in sports history.
2: All right. uh, I have good news for Red Raider fans on this day in sports history, Jamie. Okay. I usually do this for you on our optimum game day live coverage when we're outside of uh, Jones Stadium. Tell you how we did on this day in, uh, in history as a, as a football team. Texas Tech has never lost on December the 28th. Okay. A year ago, the Red Raiders beat Mississippi State 34 to 7. That was the Sonny Cumbie coach team. On this day in 2012 in Houston at the Meinecke Car Care Bowl game, Chris Thompson, who was the interim coach for that game after Tommy Tuberville had resigned and Cliff Kingsbury was your new head coach and in attendance, won over Minnesota, did the Red Raiders 34-31 to on December 28th of 2012. In uh, 1989, a Spike Dykes coached team, won in the All-American Bowl in Birmingham, Alabama over Duke, who is playing tonight coached by Steve Spurrier. That was his last game as the coach of the Blue Devils. Uh, the Red Raiders winning that night 49-21, to a huge game for James Gray in the, in that game. And then you have one tie. Uh, this took place in the Peach Bowl, which would have been in Atlanta. A Jim Carlin coach team took on Vanderbilt, and they tied 6-6. That was supposed to have been exciting. It must have been exciting. Okay. So how about that? You have never lost on December the 28th. Mm, hopefully you didn't just jinx us. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> Probably hear about that tomorrow. No, no. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think it will be just uh, just fine.
3: No, no, no. If you jinx us, you will absolutely hear about it tomorrow. Okay. That's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. <laughs> Go ahead and big book that one.
2: All right. Just uh, before seven here this morning on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, your comments in the eights flooring center chat line. Go to the double T 97 three mobile app presented by happy state bank. Benchmark hotline is open as well. If you'd like to weigh in and give us your thoughts on the game tonight as Texas tech takes on Ole miss Jamie in 13 hours and six minutes. Mark. We'll have it Let's at go. Uh, eight o'clock uh, tonight here on double T 97 three from NRG there in Houston. We'll continue with Optimum Game Day Live coverage presented by United Supermarkets. Sports Center is next. Your morning blend of sports. K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37 34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and of course, they got a big laugh.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile
2: app. We'll have uh, coverage from Houston all day long today as we get you ready for the Texas Bowl tonight against uh, Ole Miss. Red Raiders uh, and Ole Miss will kick off tonight at 8 o'clock from NRG there in Houston. Uh, Texas Tech is uh, not the favorite uh, tonight, Jamie, as uh, Ole Miss... uh, is favored to, uh, to win the ball game. And, um, you kind of think about this a little bit and maybe, maybe they've earned that, but man, they've, they've lost four of their last five heading into this game. So can't really say that they have, um, uh, a whole lot of momentum, uh, going into this game. Uh, conversely, you look at, uh, the Red Raiders who have won three straight and uh, feel like that they're, uh, going in uh, in a very very positive direction with a lot of momentum, but Ole Miss is favored by three and a half.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just you're looking at an SEC foe, and that's where they they make that decision. I mean, that was um, I mean Ole Miss was the top ten team at times this year. Uh, they have not played well at the end of the season. There's there's no question about it, and there's also remember there was a lot of uh, buzz and talk about the possibility of their head coach Lane Kiffin leaving, you know, that was probably a distraction there at the end of the season when they lost to Mississippi state, all all that good stuff. So um, it doesn't feel like a program that has a ton of momentum going in, but um, I think Kiffin's done a good job there. So I I think this is definitely going to be a tough game for the Red Raiders.
2: He, um, You know, you look at the um, ESPN matchup predictor, uh, and they have uh, Ole Miss at 62% and the Red Raiders at 38%. Um, They need to update their season leader uh, information on this. Uh, He is the season leader, but he's no longer with you, which is really unfortunate. Uh, Donovan Smith, your uh, leader in terms of passing yardage, uh, 1,505 yards and, and 12 touchdowns. And, you know, the, the guy that forces the fumble uh, that leads to the kick in, in overtime to uh, beat Texas, Reggie Pearson, he's not with you either. But, you know, when you when you really kind of think about it, your uh, defectors uh, to the transfer portal probably haven't been as much as, as other teams um, around the country. And you don't really have anybody with the exception of Tyree Wilson sitting out, um but you know he's the guy that was injured and even if he were coming back next year would probably be you know questionable to uh, to play so i think you know by and large you've been able to keep your team intact maybe when when others around the country just you know in a 30,000 foot view have have seen more people go into uh, to the transfer portal
1: yeah it feels like you've been uh, luckier with that reg- in that regard than than other schools but i I don't I don't um, – you know, obviously we don't follow all schools, but uh, some teams have definitely been hit a lot of harder. It feels like Oklahoma State was missing a lot of guys last night. I think that speaks to, you know, what Joey McGuire's been able to do and being a player's coach and guys wanting to play for him and guys aren't necessarily looking for greener pastures unless they're in a situation where they realize they're not going to get any playing time.
2: So when you look at, at Ole Miss and who they beat this year, I mean, I realize they play in the SEC, but they – they lost at LSU. They lost to Alabama. They lost at Arkansas. They lost at home uh, Thanksgiving night or the day after to uh, Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. I guess it was Thanksgiving night. Um, and so they, they've lost four of their last five. They beat Troy. They beat Central Arkansas. They won at Georgia Tech 42 to nothing. They beat Tulsa. Their, their one really signature win on their on their schedule Jamie is Kentucky and even that one doesn't look just great they beat Kentucky at home 22 to 19 so they they finished 8 and 4 but i feel like their 8 and 4 isn't even comparison to the red raiders 7 and 5
1: um i i mean you, you you threw those schools out. They lost to LSU. Mm-hmm. They lost to Alabama. They lost to Arkansas. They lost to Mississippi mm-hmm. state. It, it was like you rattled off Tech's non-conference basketball schedule there. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are some pretty good programs. No, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> but I, mean, I mean, they, they, they lost to Alabama by, by six, you know, um, Arkansas was kind of a, a stinker for them because Again, Arkansas is not a great football team this year, but that one was on the road. Um, Mississippi State—it was a, a two-point game. I mean, it's they lost like at version home, it. Yeah. and again, that was all the all the drama of whether a coach going to be there or not. You just felt like that team was going to be you know, distracted that week or whatever. So I, 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 I buy into what you're saying and that their biggest win is, is, uh, Oh, by the way, a top 10 team in Kentucky at the time, at the okay. time, yeah. uh, at the time. Okay. That's, that's a good win. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't see any top 10 wins on our schedule. Do you, do you
2: No. no, I no. mean, but, okay. But I mean, you, you
1: beat Oklahoma, you beat, you beat Texas a terrible Oklahoma team at the, at the, you know, a Texas team without their backup or with their backup quarterback. Come, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Kind of laughs> put it like
2: that. I mean, I guess I just look at it and go, you won your last three games. I mean, winning at Iowa state is no, is no slouch, you know, beating Oklahoma geez. because I do feel like Oklahoma was gaining momentum there at the end. We played them Probably at the at their best, uh, with the exception maybe at the start of the season for OU. I just I just think you have more quality wins up and down your schedule than what they do.
1: You had a tough stretch, no no doubt, when you had all all the top twenty five matchups. There's there's no no question about it. So you've played a tough schedule. I'm not trying to poo poo Tech schedule, but I, I, forgive me if I'm not poo pooing Ole Misses either. Okay, I I think a six-point loss to Alabama is is pretty impressive to me. Okay, I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, I would say that's more impressive than a a win over uh, an Oklahoma team. This year's Oklahoma team.
2: Okay, all right. Well, again, I, I guess I just looked at it from the standpoint that I felt like your 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 seven wins was more impressive. overall than their than their eight wins I
1: I think both are good football teams
2: clearly because they're they're both playing in a pretty good bowl game I mean it's not the it's not the college football playoff or it's not the Mm -hmm. orange or the rose or the sugar or the you know something along those lines which by the way for the orange bowl to be subjected to playing on December 30th, I think, think it's just, I think it's just criminal. You know, it's just, it just, it just really saddens me to see the Orange Bowl subjected to a Friday night, you know, nondescript day of just really shoved off to the Misfit Toys. It's not a toys. person. It's a game. I know.
3: It's not a person. It's just, it's, it's feelings aren't hurt. It just, it's, it's just, just a game.
2: It just saddens me a little bit to, to see it shuffled off to a Friday like it is.
3: If but, New Year's Day was a Friday, it would be a Friday if it was played on New Year's Day. I know, but it'd be you, like You're you're in complaining the that a game is being played. It's be it's being the
2: spotlight. It's not in the, it's not in it's the spotlight. A spri- it's the spotlight on Friday. It's not in the spotlight. Uh, okay. So um so th- now that we've kind of analyzed the schedule <laughs> which I I hear what you're saying, Jamie. I mean, I really I really do. I guess I just look at it from from the standpoint that they've lost four or five coming in and you've won your last three. And feel like you've got some momentum, so we'll we'll take a little bit deeper look as we uh, go through uh, the matchups because think, it's a real distinct difference between the yeah. the two offenses of this of these football teams. Yeah.
1: Well, I think the key thing here, Chuck, is is the whole who wants to be there more mm. factor, and I think the Red Raiders are going to be that team. So that's what gives me a lot of hope for tonight, too. Sure,
2: sure. I think I think you're right about that. Hey, they won the rodeo the other night. So that's good that's news. That's nice. Yeah.
1: We're from Texas. Of course we win the rodeo. <laughs> of course
2: we win the rodeo, right? and <laughs> right. would be like, what in the world is going on down there? Joey that's McGuire, right. you guys can't win the rodeo. Come on, man. Let's go. All right. Jamie's got a question for uh, me, Jeff, and our fine listening audience that's tuned in today. We'll do that next year, this morning on The Morning Drive
0: getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 breaking down the biggest games.
1: If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? if Tech does not win it this year.
2: Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very
1: judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. We, why yeah. Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show.
2: We we, say, we do. We save it for the show.
0: Tune into The Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station, 97 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free
2: cybersecurity audit. Uh, Let me see if I can get the day. I'm thinking uh, your question of the day is, uh, okay, is uh, pregame chips and queso or chips and hot sauce? Is the main event uh, wings? Are they uh, breaded or not? Um, And then uh, what about the little... uh, we need dogs in the barbecue sauce? Are that is that uh, part of the pregame or postgame or affair uh, today? Any of those uh, part of your your uh, preguntas, por favor? No, there, Mister. Go
1: with my all-time favorite mm-hmm. to listen to the answers on. Well, what's well, what are you grilling today? You know what's on your grill? <laughs> that was what I was going to go with. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. I
2: figured that. Yeah, yeah. but but you yeah, got I guess something I'll else. Change.
1: I'll change it up a little bit and okay. talk about boring sports instead of food. <laughs> sarcasm, sarcasm, sarcasm. No, I know. The, okay. the light's flashing behind you. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, so today will be the Red Raiders' 40th all-time bowl game. Mm-hmm. The record, not very shiny. Right. 15-24-1. You tied in the 1974 Peach Bowl. Yes. 6-6 with Vandy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my all-time favorite was in 1949. Of course, this would be my favorite when you played in the Raisin Bowl.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, losing to the San Jose State Spartans 20 to 13 in front of, shockingly enough, exactly 10,000 people. Exactly, it's amazing. Okay, what are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. 15, 24, and one, your record through the first 39 for the Red Raiders. My question for you guys today and our fine listening audience is what's your favorite Red Raider Bowl game of all time? Obviously, we're gonna have a lot of recency bias here because oh, not many of us were alive for the 1938 Sun Bowl. So sure. <laughs> I, I would assume it'll be I would assume it would be something over the last 20, 30 years
2: you know shockingly i might say i'm going to say the 2009 alamo bowl uh the victory over michigan state 41 to 31 i'm picking a game that i was that i saw okay that i was in attendance for um and ruffin mcneil was the interim coach we wouldn't
1: expect anything less <laughs> well it can be whatever you want, Chuck. That's okay. totally fine.
2: So I answered the question. So Je- <laughs> Jeff, there you go. So let's see there. I did something different today.
3: I answered your question. <laughs> At the time it wasn't, but looking back, I can appreciate your holiday win over, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, it was a game that I was very nervous about going into that, um, I wanted to be super pumped because you're playing in a great bowl game, but I also knew that there's a reason you're playing in that game because everybody in front of you moved up one. Yeah. It kind of opened up for you, um, and you were facing a much higher-ranked team. And I, and I was nervous pretty much three-quarters of that game, it felt like, uh, until Tech really took over. So that the, looking back, that's my favorite. But in the moment, that in the Minnesota game, were very nerve wracking at the time, but looking back, they're fun.
1: I got to start picking in front of Jeff.
3: Did I pick the both holiday, of
1: bowl, the <laughs> holiday bowl in 2004 was, was my favorite one. I mean, you had, you had a, a top five team and that you were facing in Cal. Um, you, I think they were top five. Um, you had Aaron Rodgers whining about, we wanted the Longhorns. We got stuck with, you know, a lower team and, you know, and then you just went out there and put it on them. Uh, you put it on Sonny. Cumbie was awesome. Um, and it just felt like it was a big name team at the time in Cal. They're not early now, but they were a big deal. And to me, that was like um, that was like we've arrived. We can play with good football teams. And that was, I mean, just a blast. I, I remember remembering that night. I don't remember it being as close as Jeff mentioned. I mean, you win 45-31. It felt like we were, you know, by the time we rolled into the second quarter, it felt like we took control of that game. And um, It it was a kind of you could kind of coast to a win in that one. It was it was a party all night long, if I remember correctly. Um, if I couldn't pick that one because Jeff stole it from me, I'd have to go with the inside bowl. I mean, that comeback was just epic.
2: That's the game against uh... – Minnesota in uh, 2006 in which you win 44 to 41 my 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 second one would be the the next year which was the Gator um against uh number 20 Virginia uh and you win that ball game 31 to to 28 so I, I like I like that one too the other one that kind of stood out to me and it came what, the y- the year what at- did you like about
1: the Gator what was it which uh what was the Gator what stood out to you about that
2: game? And you won on New Year's Day. Um, you you came back. I thought that was a game that you yeah, came back. You and were won, behind. You came back and won yeah. that game too. Um, uh-huh. Didn't didn't look like it was going to end
1: uh, well for you. Um, it seems like you were down. Maybe like were you down like two two touchdowns in that game? I yeah, can, I want to. can't I wanna, remember. I remember. I remember you played really po- really bad early on in that game.
2: Yeah, I want to say there was people th- throwing in the towel there pretty pretty quickly on oh. that game. The other game that kind of stood out to me was the year after the, uh, cotton bowl debacle, uh, in which you lost 55 to 14, you come back and next year you win in the copper bowl over air force 55 to 41. That was a spike Dykes coach team. So
1: yeah. Hans Bard and and Zebby both had big, big days that day.
2: The, uh, couple people in the uh, Yates foreign center chat line, one says the 89 all American bowl. We talked about that earlier in which, uh, James Gray and the, and the Red Raiders ran uh, up and down the field against uh, Duke. Uh, somebody, PJ, points out last year's win over Michigan State. Mississippi. Uh, I'm sorry, Mississippi State. I don't know why I said Michigan State. Maybe it's just in don't my know head. either. <laughs> but Mississippi State. He says we're going to look back on the Iowa State win last year and the bowl win as the catapult to our incoming success with Coach McGuire and the football program. Okay. Uh, this, like it. Love the 89 All-American bowl beat. Spurrier uh led Duke. Uh, James Gray set the Legion Field rushing record. Anthony Lynn had a long touchdown and forgot about that. Spurrier bragged about his Heisman. Spike mentioned his Hellman's Mayonnaise Award. Yep. <laughs> so well,
1: you again, your record all time's not shiny, but you have won 10 out of your last 14, so that's sure,
2: good. Sure, no doubt. And you've taken it a little bit more serious as opposed to There were times when you didn't take it real serious. It was like a reward uh, for everybody, and you treated it like a vacation. And as a result, it looked like it on the field when you got uh, to actual game day. So, yeah, the the last 14 games, you've won 10, as Jamie said. Hopefully, you win tonight. You take on Ole Miss. We'll have the kick for you coverage all day long here on Double T97.3 as part of Optimum Game Day Live. You're listening to the Morning Drive
0: Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Recapping the night that was in the world of sports.
2: A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day.
1: It was it pretty big?
2: Yeah. I mean, impressive? Was a, yeah. It
0: was
1: it fascinating?
2: It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double
2: T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Hey, good morning. It is the morning drive portion of Optimum Game Day Live coverage here on Double T 97.3. And we come to you today uh, with uh, our mobile studio intact with uh, Jamie in Houston. And I'm inside the First United Bank Main Branch Studio here in downtown Lubbock. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Jeff McGuire was with me as uh, we uh, break down Texas Tech and Ole Miss. Ole Miss comes in eight and four losers for their last five. Red Raiders seven and five winners of their last three games. Um, Jamie, when you uh, when you look at Ole Miss, man, you you can't peel back the onion very far before you go. They are stout when it comes to running the football. Um, This year, they uh, have had 571 rushing attempts. They average 5.5 yards per tote. They average 262 yards per game. They give up basically 162 yards a game, and they have 31 rushing touchdowns. They are strong running the football.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any question, and you can stop us if you've heard this before, uh, that stopping the run and being able to run the football will be a major key for the Red Raiders today.
2: Yeah. Uh, Their leading attacker uh, from a rushing standpoint, Quinshawn Judkins, uh, 1,476 yards. This team of uh, Ole Miss broke a team rushing record uh, that goes back to 1957. And for Judkins, he he breaks the single season record for rushing at Ole Miss that goes back to 1949. So, I mean, they're stout. We have another guy named Zach Evans. He's rushed uh, 136 times for 899 yards uh, for the season. Uh, Judkins, his longest run from carry is 61 yards. And then uh, Jackson Dart, uh, he's rushed for 117 attempts on the season, 548 Dart. yards, and he's, their, he's the, their your quarterback.
1: Yeah, he's the quarterback. Yep, dual threat guy.
2: So he's um, he's passed for uh, 2613 yards, 18 touchdowns, and thrown eight interceptions uh, on the season. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe maybe I'm just looking through rose-colored glasses here or or scarlet-colored glasses but I feel pretty good about your ability to stop the run Jamie and I mean you I think you've done a decent more than decent job of that uh this year I mean your opponents have only rushed for 166 yards against you on average for the season and I feel like that you know the defensive line and the and the linebackers have done a, a really good job of keeping you from getting gashed when you compare it to years past is that is that a fair
1: observation well I think you're much improved in that area over over years past so I think that part of it is fair Uh, I I think that you've done a decent job I don't don't think you're a dominant uh, defensive front when it comes to stopping the run or whatever but I don't think you have to be um, you know, shut down defensively against the run. You just have to you have to manage it, right? And and mm-hmm. just not get killed by it. So oh, Ole Miss is going to be able to move the ball some. I mean, Ole Miss is going to be able to put points on the board. Uh, it's just a matter of how are you making it difficult for them and then is, is your offense answering at, as well. I, I don't see this as a super high-scoring game, you know, in the 40s or 50s, but I, I still think you can – I still think you can expect to see both teams hovering into the thirties. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, I, I feel like maybe we're more positive about the run defense than, um, uh, maybe we should be because it's just been so bad in the past mm-hmm. and it's, and it's much improved now, but, um, there's been times, I mean, obviously the Kansas state game, you just, you didn't get it done against the run and the, and in the uh, Baylor game, you didn't get it done against the run. But um, there's been other games where I felt like you did a really good job. So hopefully, it'll be one of those those games where you're you're making it difficult on the opponent. And there's not just huge running lanes all over the place.
2: Well, you've got experience in you know facing those runners, like Coach McGuire's talked about, and a couple of the you know audio clips that we have played from him this morning. In terms of going up against K State's running attack and and Texas's running attack. Um, i let me ask you this do you feel do you feel better about your defense going into this game than your offense?
1: Um, I think you're facing a really good offensive opponent, so I think they have the bigger challenge the defense does mm-hmm. um, but if I was just gonna hand out grades for the season and I'm not talking about the opponent, I'm just like okay this is how I think your offense did this is how I think your de- defense did I definitely would feel better about the defense than the offense
2: yeah because I feel like going into this game I feel like you can look i don't I don't think you're gonna skunk them or anything like that but I feel like that your defense is going to put you in position to win the ball game because I feel like that they have proven that they have done that throughout the year but i I feel for whatever reason I just I'm very uneasy at quarterback, and you know I've I've been uneasy with Tyler Shuck as the quarterback maybe since day one, and um, and I'm not saying that I think he's a bad quarterback. I just I feel like that he's fragile.
3: weren't and you the one though that said he looks like a quarterback? I, I when like well, a year ago when he got here. Well, sure, campus. sure, yeah, I I, I said and that. And you were very impressed that he looks like the quarterback, and he's your guy. <laughs> i did i did say that but i but I, I mean you're allowed to be nervous but the day one part was the oh you were locked in and ready to go year one why, why is it you guys just remember just tidbits
2: of things that i say and then bring them back to me at key junctures i feel like that uh i feel like that your vault is uh very expansive and uh you have memories like elephants but i don't know i just feel i just feel uneasy that's just how i feel going into this game is that
1: fair jamie <laughs> It's interesting because it, it sounds to me like you're super confident in the game, yet you're telling me that you're uncomfortable or nervous about the quarterback position, and it, I don't think you have a chance to win the game if you don't get solid quarterback play. Right. No, I, I'm ner- I'm nervous about that. Yeah, but but you sound like you're very confident we're going to win this game. Yeah, I'm confident. Um, where 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 are you on a scale of one to ten on confidence level?
2: I think I'm at seven. I'm seven. at 7. Okay. Where are you? I'm mm, 5.1. 5.1.
1: 809
2: this morning on the Morning Drive
0: 5.1. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to Double T973.com.